0: Well shit, what y'all doing? Mike is at red right now, so give me a sec. <laughs> anyway, hi, what's up? Welcome back. It's me, Courtney. If you hear little puppy pitter-patters or anything, I'm at a client's house today recording. And I have little Rosie here, who's getting real excited. Oh, I don't know if you heard that. She's getting real excited that I'm talking. Um, she's on my Instagram if you guys want to see how freaking cute she is. She's a four-month-old black lab. Yeah. What do you have to say? Would you like to introduce yourself? What's your favorite kind of coffee? Here, Rosie. Oh, that's... Thank you for your input. Game changing. Oh, I almost dropped my mic. (laughs) Anyway, guys, got some good stuff on the docket today. But first, and most importantly, what am I drinking? I'm drinking and I've been waiting to drink this for like two weeks it's my square one mexico blend now first things first we love square one so much they're local in Lancaster, but they've also got a branch a shop they've got set up in philly too and square one is just great they've got amazing coffee but they're also just like a valued member of the community they do a lot of stuff with other businesses they Support Black Lives Matter. They, they're just really awesome. Their morals align with mine, so I love being able to support them. The puppy's doing somersaults right now, and I guess that means that she likes swear one too. Now I got the Mexico blend uh, because it was recommended to me by one of their employees. By I I originally went to get the Columbia blend because I went for a very specific reason because from July until October, they're donating $1 for every bag of their Columbian blend, if I could talk. They're donating $1 per bag of the Columbia blend to Safe House Lancaster. Now, if you guys don't know what Safe House Lancaster is, I touched briefly on it on past episodes but they are uh, a black-run organization that's basically helping allies to be better allies, but also trying to find more opportunities for black and brown kids, and we love that. Speaking of Black Lives Matter, I have two exciting things that I want to share. One you already know about, and that is for the month of August, I will be offering free consults to dog owners who are black. So if that's you, please reach out to me, and we can get you started and set up. Another thing, I'm holding a second pack walk for Black Trans Lives. And I did this in June for Pride Month, but I wanted to do it again because June kind of got rained out and only a few people showed up. But uh, we're going to be in downtown Lancaster, and we're just going to be walking like a mile or two, not too much, uh, because of the weather mostly. But we're going to be raising money for Safe Health Lancaster and the Lancaster LGBTQ+. Coalition so if you want to come it's on August 22nd all the information is on my Facebook page Which is under juicy dog walking. So if you guys have any questions or if you're local, I would really love to see you there Shout out by the way to Leslie who I know listens to this podcast and is gonna to try to make it to the pack walk. So Leslie, I'm super excited to meet you and see you there again. It's on August 22nd We're gonna be meeting it's a Saturday We're gonna be meeting outside of Buchanan Park and we're just gonna walk around downtown and raise some money So now that I've sufficiently said my piece on Black Lives Matter, and the coffee that I'm drinking, let's get into it. So, you finally got a puppy, yay, Rosie, yay! They got a dog, now what? I have a puppy in my lap, by the way. Yeah. Do you wanna tell them congratulations? They got a puppy like you. Yeah? Thank you, oh my, all of these kisses are so lovely. Okay, I had to go put the puppy down for a nap because uh, she was being a little much, which is totally fine. Uh, So it's just me and you, sorry, now you have to deal with me. But I have some really good information about, oh, I hear her coming out of her nap. Guys, I failed. I'm a horrible dog, hi. Would you like to say hello to your fans? You're supposed to be napping. Oh, a kiss. How lovely. Anyway, guys, this is obviously going to be a super distracted podcast, but we're going to go with it and I'm barely going to edit it and that's totally fine. Also, I turned on the volume just a little bit so I'm not screaming in your ear. I apologize if you're listening with headphones on, but that's just me at my natural volume. It's just loud. I was born in Staten Island. I really can't help it. That's just how I am as a person. So anyway, what can you expect when you bring home a dog? Let me tell you, your life is about to get a little bit crazy, but I think you're prepared for that, and it's totally fine. It's a good kind of crazy, hopefully, not the bad kind of crazy, Uh, but there are a few things that you should know. Immediately when you bring home a dog, you know, all dogs go through a decompressing period, whether you're getting a puppy from a breeder or you are bringing home a dog from a shelter, every single dog is going to go through an adjustment and decompression Period. And so, what I see and what I've learned, and what I see a lot of other trainers talking about, is this like the rules of threes. And so, you need to give your dog three days to decompress, three weeks to adjust, and three months to fully settle. Now, what does that mean? It just means that, like, your dog, you and your dog have to get used to each other and you have to learn about each other. And you're really, during these three months, you're really gonna get to know each other and just like learn each other's quirks. settle into a routine now does this mean that you have to wait a full three months until you can do anything with your dog hell no get started on training right away there are things that you can start implementing the second that you get home start implementing some boundaries start walking through the doorways correctly I say in air quotes and by correctly I mean You should be walking through the doorway before your dog. Things like that are super easy to start with and start implementing without stressing out your dog too much. Now, of course, every single dog is going to be different, and every dog is going to take a different amount of time to adjust to certain things and get used to certain things. And some dogs may take longer than three months, and some day dogs might take a lot longer than three days to really like adjust to your home and that's okay but this is just kind of like the standard protocol for dogs uh, especially just like with how their brains work. Now I'm not going to get too much into how a dog's brain works because it's a lot of science that I don't technically understand. Most of it I do but I don't want to bore you with the boring details. (laughs) But another thing that you can get started on immediately and I'm gonna super stress this, is crate training. Oh my God, crate training is probably gonna be one of the most important things that you are gonna work on and that you should establish with your dog. Every single dog in the universe can benefit from crate training. Now, I've worked with some people and I've talked to some people who are very hesitant on crate training because they feel like it's a punishment and it's unfair to have your dog enclosed in this small space. But it's so far from that, and here's how it can be super beneficial for your dog. A crate is going to provide a very safe space for your dog to inhibit. And this is super important just for their mental health but also for your mental health. There are going to be times when you're cooking, when you're chopping onions, when you're doing something, an activity that your dog doesn't need to be around. When someone comes over to fix the plumbing, when Comcast comes over to install your Wi-Fi, and you don't want your dog in the way, you can just kind of like put them in the crate and have them chill out. And when crate, de- crate training is done effectively and correctly, the crate is going to be something that your dog enjoys. It's going to be their own like little den and safe space. And, you know, if your dog's scared of thunderstorms or if your dog's scared of men or whatever it might be, if your dog is scared of something or just needs some time to, like, chill out, a crate is an amazing space for them to have. That space is theirs purely. And it can be a really magical thing. Now, there's a million different ways that you can go about crate training. I would recommend starting out by feeding your dog in their crate. Have positive associations within the crate so that your dog starts to really learn to love the crate and can settle down. And I would of course also recommend that you crate your dog overnight until you guys hit that three month period or until you think that you can trust them, uh, especially if you're going out of the house, if you're going to work or anything. Uh, Make sure that you're crating them at night and when you leave, just so that they, again, they have that safe space, they have that space that's theirs. Until you guys get to know each other, until you get through that 3 month period or longer or shorter, uh, until you really know your dog and can trust them outside of the crate, that's how you can implement a very healthy relationship to crates. Now if you're having a lot of trouble with crate training, if your dog is crying, scratching or whatever, definitely reach out to a professional, my DMs are always open. Uh, There are a lot of different games and techniques and different things that you can do to get your dog acclimated to a crate. And some of you might say, well, what's the point in crate training if my dog is perfectly fine roaming free in the house? And here's what I'm going to say. You never know when there's going to be an emergency. And if your dog has to stay overnight at a vet or if something happens and you have to go out of town and the only resource you have is a boarding facility, your dog needs to know how to be in a crate and be okay with being in a crate. So just for the sake of your dog's sanity in the case of an emergency and the professionals and employees who are working with your dog in these emergencies, crate train your dog. Maybe you'll never use a crate another day in your life, but your dog will have that skill And it's just something that you have in your back pocket whenever you need it. And that (laughs) completes my rant on crate training. Again, this is another topic that I could go on for hours and hours and hours, but it's something that I start all of my clients on immediately if they don't already have that skill because it's just so good for your dog to have that space. That's theirs and theirs alone. And eventually, hi, you love your crate, don't you, Rosie? make a lot of noise back here um and it's just it's awesome I love the crate it's one of my favorite tools can you not scratch the pits of my feet I'm ticklish thank you oh oh wait let me press pause okay so crate training out of the way what are the things that I as a pet professional think should be a requirement not a requirement but these are the things that I would super recommend that you get before you bring a dog home And some of them are just, like, duh, like, no shit. Get a leash and a collar. Uh, I would super recommend a martingale collar. Now, if you don't know what a martingale collar, it's basically, like, like, any type of flat collar. But instead of a buckle, it has a chain or, like, a loop of more material. And what this does is that when it's, when there's pressure put on the collar or, you know, on the leash, uh your dog can't slip out of it. Now you can just slip it right over your dog's head, but say like they're pulling on the leash and they're trying to get out a squirrel or something, they can't back out of this kind of collar. So this is especially helpful if you're rescuing a dog because you never know if you've got an escape artist and you don't, wanna, you don't wanna lose your dog, which I know is a fear for a lot of people. You don't wanna lose your dog. So get a martingale collar. They're really good for training too. But it's just another safety precaution that I would take when you have a new dog and you don't know them yet, especially a rescue dog. Now, if you're rescuing a greyhound or any kind of sighthound, they usually recommend these colors because greyhounds have kind of like, the, like their necks are thicker than their heads. So these are especially escape proof Escape proof for any kind of sighthound or like uh, a bull terrier. Wow, that took me a long time to think of. But anyway, any kind of dog with like a thick neck and a small head, a martingale is going to be perfect for. It. But I would recommend it for every dog. And when I start leash training, I start every dog either on a slip leash or a martingale because it allows me to apply pressure and kind of teach like pressure training, which is a totally different podcast. <laughs> but anyway, so I'll get a martingale. I would also really recommend a slip leash. This is something that, again, your dog can't slip out of when it's uh, put on correctly, but it's also nice to just have something, like keep it by your back door or in your garage or something if you just wanna take your dog out for a quick potty and you don't wanna like get them all harnessed up and stuff, grab a slip leash. They're super beneficial. I really like them. I have about 15 in my car right now. They're one of my favorite tools. I would also recommend to get a long leash. Now, a long leash is basically anything from 10 feet and up. I wouldn't go over 50 feet unless, like, you really can't trust your dog off leash. But, again, these are another great training tool uh, just for loose leash working or if you want to give your dog a little bit more freedom. For the love of God, please do not get a retractable leash. If you get a retractable leash and we work together, I'm going to ask you to throw it out. I hate them. Every single dog trainer in the world that I know hates them. (laughs) There's very little control that you have when you work With a retractable leash and it's just it's not good it's not good for anyone involved so please for the love of god do not get a retractable leash i know they seem super desirable especially if you're working with a smaller dog and it's again one of those things where you can give your dog some freedom but if your dog is at the very end of that leash and you need to reel them in really quickly you're gonna get rope burn on your hands which is exactly what happened to me one time (laughs) so instead of a retractable leash Hop on Amazon, or if you don't want to support Amazon, go to your local pet store and get a 10, 15, the largest I've gone is a 100-foot leash, and I've done a lot of, like, off-leash work with that because it kind of gives the illusion of freedom, but just get a long leash and have some fun with your dog. Take them to a baseball field or even, like, a tennis court and let them run around. Uh, I would also recommend getting a treat pouch. Now, if you don't want to spend money on a treat pouch, just use, like, a Ziploc bag and a binder clip. I don't know, get creative. But also get training treats. Now, my favorite kind of training treats are the training treats that are like freeze-dried liver or like usually just like one ingredient that's freeze-dried. They have freeze-dried minnows and sardines and let me tell you, your dog will do anything for a dead freeze-dried fish. (laughs) Sometimes when I'm working with people, they're like, what's your secret? And I'm like, these treats Even dogs who aren't food motivated love that shit. (laughs) I would also recommend, and I actually require all of my clients to get a harness that is crash-tested and a seatbelt for the car, whether or not you're going to be driving around with your dog a lot. Again, if you have to go to the vet, if you're going on a road trip, whatever it might be, please buckle your dogs into the car. I know you want to give them that freedom, but... (sighs) I'm a highly anxious person and I always think the worst sometimes. (laughs) And so you need to make sure that your dogs have that seatbelt just in case of emergency and they can't run off, they're kind of like stuck to their seat, which is a good thing in case of a crash, okay? And then of course, you know, you're also going to get food, you're going to get water bowls, you're going to get all of the fun stuff. I'm basically just going off of what I like as a trainer and what I would recommend as a trainer. Uh, absolutely get identification tags. Again, you never know what's going to happen. Keep it on the collar. You don't have to keep the collar on your dog in the house, especially if they're trained not to bolt out the door. But just in case something happens, what if the leash breaks? What if the harness breaks? What if your dog does bolt out of the door? They've at least got something with with their name and your phone number on it. Now, I wouldn't put your address on it necessarily, but put your phone number on it. Puppy problems hi puppy Hi, hey, hey, hey. Uh, but just make sure that they're always wearing identification just in case the worst happens again that's something that I require all of my clients have is some f- sort of identification tag but that's it that's really kind of like my master list of things that you should get before you get a dog uh, but at the end of the day you're gonna do you but take all of these kind of with a grain of salt see what works for your dog and have fun with it you have a new dog congratulations have fun oh puppy's chasing a fly something that i also really want to stress is that you give your dog alone time whether you have other pets or you have kids or it's just you and the dog make sure that your dog just has some alone time and has some time to chill out and decompress and Just be a dog. Just exist. Don't give them a task to do. Just let them exist. It's super important for the mental health. Again, this is where the crate really comes in handy. Uh, But your dog does not need to be stimulated at all times. And if you have a dog who feels like they have to be stimulated at all times, then that's when you need to implement something that I like to call the off button. Now, I've talked about this before. I think it was episode two about an off button and calm energy and really just teaching your dog that they can just chill and settle but it's also important that you give them that time and you give them that space to just exist and do nothing else but breathe (laughs) now exercise is something that I also really want to touch on because it's super important and not only exercise but a structured walk is so important for your dog whether you've got a two-pound chihuahua or 200 pound Irish Wolfhound, your dog should be getting a minimum of an hour of exercise a day. Now, it's gonna vary depending on the breed of your dog. If you've got a Border Collie, your Border Collie might need six hours of running nonstop just to feel tired. But I would say a minimum of two 30 minute walks for your dog per day. And when I say walks, I mean a structured walk, a walk where you guys are just walking And not necessarily like smelling the roses and peeing on every little thing and blah, blah, blah. Now, (laughs) my version of a walk is very different compared to others because it's my job. And so when I say a structured walk, I mean all these things. And your version of a walk might look different. But your dog needs to be out and about. I don't care if you have a fence in the backyard. I don't care if they go to the dog park. They need that structured walk. They need... That form of exercise and it's so important but regardless do what you can get your dog nice and tired I don't know why I'm snacking my hands but I am Uh, because I'm really worked up I get really worked up about exercise if you have a tired dog or a dog who's at least been properly exercised, it's gonna be so much more well-behaved a lot of the times when I work with people the first thing I ask about was what's your daily exercise regimen Now, this, I keep saying now today, and I apologize. Take a shot every time I say now. Uh, Sorry if you die. (laughs) Uh, But where was I going with this? I made a joke, and I lost my train of thought. Oh, anyway, for mental health and stuff, your dog is just going to be so much easier to train, first of all, when they've gotten a little bit of their spaz out of them. Uh, but they're just going to overall be better and well-behaved, better well-behaved. <sighs> English is really hard today, guys. Maybe podcasting isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, exercise your dog. Just exercise your dog. It's good for everyone. It's good for you. Now, rainy days are going to be super hard for you, but that's when uh, you get the mental work in. Because making your dog work mentally can be just as exhausting as exercising your dog physically. So look up brain games on YouTube. Look up nose work. Look up just like a bunch of different stuff that you can do online. There's so many things that you can do to make your dog mentally work. Training is a lot of that. Uh, But have fun with it. And that's the most important thing here. Most of you guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you're getting a dog because you want a companion. You want someone to have fun with. So have fun with it. Try not to take it too seriously. I know if you've got behavior issues or you're working through training, it's so easy to get frustrated, but be lenient with yourself. Some of these things take time. I understand how frustrating it can be, but have fun. That's the whole point of your dog is to have fun with them, to have a companion that you can chill out with and maybe lay on the couch with or go hiking with or whatever reason you got your dog. Make sure that you have fun because that's super important. Now, when you're actively training your dog, you are going to have days where you're like, who the fuck is this dog? I raised you better than that, which is constantly told to me by my mother. (laughs) And now I say it to the dogs. Like, you're going to have these days where you're going to be like, why is my dog such an absolute dick right now? And that's okay. Dogs, just like people, have their days where they're off. And it's kind of like the more that you actively work with them, the more huge it's going to seem to you and the more life-altering it's going to seem to you when they actually do kind of regress a little bit and that's okay it's normal just start back up again um someone that i really look up to in the industry is shit what's his name <laughs> is lynn Boyke, and i've been obsessed with lynn for a really long time and his like saying is learn practice master begin again there is no shame in starting over. Your dog's going to catch on a little bit quicker the second time around or the third time around or the fourth time around, but owning a dog is, co- is this constant circle and cycle of learn, practice, master, begin again. And I love that saying, and I love Lynn Boyke, and if you guys don't know who he is, oh, puppy's crying, <laughs> uh, look up the School of Dog Psychology on Instagram. He's got some really great stuff. Uh, I love him. There's my shout-out to Lynn. Uh, shameless fangirling. (laughs) I got to meet him once at a seminar and I got a picture with him and all my friends were like, you're so embarrassing, Courtney. And I was like, this is my dog idol. Leave me alone. (laughs) But as always, the most important rule of dog training is have fun. Please have fun. I'm begging you to have fun. It will make your life a lot easier. So force yourself to have fun if you have to. (laughs) But anyway, I'm going to cut it off here. This is a long one for me. Uh, Don't forget to rate and review on iTunes, and if you do, make sure to send me a screenshot so I can send you a sticker pack. Uh, I finally sent out (laughs) my ones for um, Laura and Perry. Sorry, guys. They were kind of late. They were in my backpack, and I just kept forgetting. Anyway, I will get stickers out to you. They include an indie sticker and a deucey Dog Walking sticker, which is holographic. So if you're gay AF, then it's perfect for you. Even if you just like holographic shit. I don't know why I said that. But you know what? We stand the gaze here. And yeah, I gotta go let this puppy out because she's crying. But thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you guys. And I'll see you in the next one.